Hey everybody, I get this question a lot, so I'm going to go ahead and answer it right now. Uh, what is Sci-Fi Super Show? Well, science, it's science fiction, superheroes, some fantasy stuff. Basically, contents from movies, TV, books, comic books. If you have a topic or an idea you, th- you think we should cover in the podcast, or you see something cool online you want to share with some like-minded friends, then uh, come on down to Sci-Fi Super Show on Facebook. Check us out. Welcome to Our Certain Point of View, where your hosts, Jim and Tim, will bring you new weekly discussions about the Star Wars universe. Our Certain Point of View is a fan-based podcast and has no connections with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an extraordinarily, extremely super special episode of Our Certain Point of View. I'm Jim. Hello there. I'm Tim. Why is it such a special episode, Tim? Bad Batch is here! Bad Batch is home! Not only that, but it's not Friday. What are we doing? It's, it's also not Friday, it's Tuesday. What? It's Tuesday? What day? Today is Tuesday, May the 4th. It's Star Wars Day! Yay, yes. May the 4th be with you, everybody. Yeah. Uh, have you enjoyed your uh, Star Wars Day, Tim? I have thoroughly enjoyed my Star Wars day. I had a great day it. today. Um, you know, I imagine you and I have a similar phenomenon that wherever I go, like among people I know, I'm the Star Wars guy now. That's right. <laughs> so, That's right. Yeah, so I got a lot of yeah. messages <laughs> from people like like it's my birthday or something. Uh, yeah, just, you know, just hey, people happy, that you'd never ever talk to. Yeah, it's like, hey, yeah, my uh, my niece, who I do talk to from time to time, I got a couple of nieces, um, and she sent me a, just a baby Grogu. It was like a birthday card. It was baby Grogu, you know, happy Star Wars Day. I'm just like, this is awesome. And yeah, like yeah. random people sending me messages, hey, happy Star Wars Day, man. <laughs> like Just everyone. Yeah. It happens at work. I have, I have people yes. at work. Who will just that that I don't ever talk to? Who will just come up? Um, not you know not in a not anybody that I don't talk to for any bad reason. We just don't yeah, work with each other, and just to. all of a sudden today's the day. <laughs> hey. They've made it to my end of the world and are like, "Hey, happy Star Wars Day!" And I'm like, "Thanks." Yeah, every, everyone at work checked on uh, in on me to see whether or not I was wearing Star Wars paraphernalia, which of course I'm wearing in our certain point of view T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. me too. So, that's awesome. So, happy Star Wars Day, everybody. I hope it was as positive and as fun-filled for you as it has been for us. And, oh my gosh, do we have a show for you. Well, yeah. I don't know if we got a great show, but we definitely got a great topic. We got, yeah, we do. We do. Uh, we are this, going to be talking about the premiere of a new series from Star Wars, from Disney, called The Bad Batch. So, episode yeah. one, season one of The Bad Batch. Yeah, um, they call it, and that uh, according to IMDb, they they listed it as episode one point one. Um, so I don't know if that's how they do all of theirs, but I feel like they don't on there, right? I that does not sound familiar. So no. Um, so I'm just and then they gave it a name. It's, it's it's called aftermath. It is called aftermath. And I guess we'll get into that in a second. But uh, first. There is news. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, today is uh, May the 4th, uh, uh, you know, unofficially or somewhat officially. I don't know. I don't know who officiates these things. Uh, Star Wars Day. I mean, Disney Plus definitely kicked it off. 
What yeah, was no on kidding. there? Uh, we had a few different things, and I've only seen a couple of them. One, obviously, uh, Bad Batch. Yeah, I but saw they that. had something I was really excited about called Biomes. Um, I saw that and also twice. a little bit disappointed. Yep, in Biomes. Um, Biomes is a. It's it's like a Christmas tree. Yes, um, it's it, like yes. a Christmas tree video with yep. a train under it, where just periodically, you know, the train goes by and it just plays on your TV for hours at Christmas time, and you just kind of have that. A little ambiance in the background. In case you're not Um, familiar with the name biomes or what the word means, these show different planets from the Star Wars universe. Yes. Yeah. Um, So there are six total planets they show, um, I think. Yeah, I Um, I watched it this morning. It was almost all asleep. Tatooine. Yep. They did show, um, I keep forgetting the name of the planet, but it was from Sanctuary and Mandalorian. Yep. Um, And then. Did you see the uh, Razor Crest go by? No, I wasn't watching it carefully. I had it on yeah, just exactly. as ambiance in the background. Like it's just it nice. You exactly. see different things when you look up. The second um, time I watched it, I saw the Razor Crest go by. Yeah, like I didn't see Luke's land speeder the first time, or, or who, I think it was Luke's, but I didn't see the land speeder the first well, time. Tatooine, yep, it um, was. So you see different stuff. Um, they had Octo. Um, uh, what's the what's the salt planet? I can't think of it. It's not Scarif, is it? No, 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 is the ocean from planet. Last Jedi. Yeah, the one that it looks like uh, snow, but it's salt. Yeah, I kind of think yeah, they had that. That was pretty crazy. Cool. We're not going to do anything else this episode, but think. All right, I'll think about it. And anyway, and there was one other. I can't remember the other one. Mustafar. So the only... And Mustafar. Um, and yeah. Yeah. So my my only issue with this thing is that it's eighteen minutes long, and that's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it is. I want yeah. this thing just playing for hours, and they don't have a loop feature. Like, I just want to be able to hit loop and just yeah. let it play, right? Because like, I just the, want it to, to just yep. go. The first um, time I watched it, I so I got up at 3.50 this morning. I, Not on I purpose. Got up at, I, just, I got up at 3. I, I, I don't sleep well. Yep, I was, my same, plan was same. to get up at 4.30 um, to, watch, uh, to make sure I could watch Bad Batch at least once before I went to work. Um, which for me is not a big sacrifice because again I get up early. I, that was the same thing up. with me. It was so for I my fourteen-year-old because he got up and watched it with me at four o'clock. Well, I, I didn't wake up my daughter. She, uh, yeah, she she said she wanted to watch it after I got home from work, so we watched it again. Um, well, I watched it again. She watched it the first time, but um, but I yeah badly overestimated how much time I need, so I watched all of Bad Batch, and then I watched every one of these things you're about to mention. I watched Biomes. I almost fell asleep. <laughs> um, and it's perfect for that because yeah, it's just this real peaceful thing. It's just a real slow flyover of, of a planet, and every now and then, like like Tim said, you'll see some sort of vehicle or or on Hoth, there's some tauntauns that run up a hill. Um, it's 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 really cool. Yeah. Um, and it is, but like you said, it's kind of it's just 18 minutes, so maybe enough to fall asleep to. I don't know. And then the other one is similar. In case, it's, in case anyone's wondering how long-winded we're going to be about Bad Batch tonight, yeah, we're, we're yeah. still talking about the 18-minute biomes where nothing happens. Well, the vehicle fly-throughs is similar. Yeah, vehicle fly-throughs was next. And uh, it's the Millennium Falcon and uh, the First Order Star, Star Destroyer. Destroyer. And yep. again, it's just a camera slowly going around the ship and through some of the uh, decks. Like, nobody's on the ship. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. But those are only like four minutes each. And then the other one, <laughs> Maggie Simpson. What was the name of the episode? 
Um, uh, awakens the, or something. I don't know. The 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 nap awakens or something like. I don't remember. I haven't it was watched funny. that one I watched, yet. I watched it. It was funny. It was um, good. Good Star Wars humor. So it's. I, I like The Simpsons. So I haven't watched yeah. it yet, but I I do like The Simpsons. So I'm excited about that. I'm more yeah. excited about that than I ever was to watch. Like I'm more excited to watch this, even though I know nothing about it. Than I ever was to watch the, it's short. the Family I mean, Guy it's, ones. I like it's... I don't like the Family Guy ones. Um, yeah, they're okay. I mean, I mean they're yeah. all right, but I don't, I don't like, I don't particularly like that show. Um, yeah, but that's, that's Ma- just Maggie a... Simpson's. It, it's a good one. Um, I mean, it's yeah. funny. It was entertaining, and then I also watched the Faithful Wookie, which I is it just that? Is it just the Nap Awakens? It's no, maybe. that can't be it. But it, yeah, anyway. it's about her at a uh, at a daycare center, and uh, they have this weird moment where Marge is trying to take her to a daycare and the first one they go to is the Ayn Rand <laughs> like I don't get oh. that reference at all like, so why... this is it is the old episode then okay I think this never is an old episode, episode. Um, um but yeah it's on there so that yeah the, so it must maybe that uh, was referenced in the episode because I don't know why they would have an Ayn Rand uh I'm I'm big into philosophy and po- political thought and stuff so so I've, well, I've got my I've gone if it's an old episode, yeah. If um, it's an old episode, then they may have it, it. May have been around the release time. Well, interesting. Um, like there might have been but, something uh, going on. Malls in, like, in it, so it, it can't be. But so old because I mean, The Simpsons is almost forty years old. Right, but if there it's, was, a, it's about thirty-five years old. Right, but if, if there was something in the, um, I think it was eighty-nine, was their first. Yeah, um, I remember when Tracy season. Ullman introduced it on Showtime, yeah. dude. I, I know this history. I'm a, I'm a Gen Xer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the uh, but that's. Oh, I think so she was. I think she was. Uh, I think it was an old episode. I got to look at that. I have to find out because um, that would make if something was going on in the news that had to do with that, where there was a relevance, then they would show that the Force awakens from its nap. That's what they. That's okay, the name so of it. it has to be somewhat newer. Anyway, um, yeah, those are all available on Disney Plus. Um, and I did watch the Faithful Wookiee. It's so bad. Um, anyway, so that was me. What What is this next thing you got on the list? So, um, what's it? What's it say? You can go ahead and read what it says. It says Sweet Sixteen. Sweet Sixteen. So I'm having my uh, Sweet Six. No, I'm not having my Sweet Sixteen. Um, my the Sweet Sixteen now. now I don't know any details about this, but I was I was looking around and stuff and and preparing for tonight's episode and um, actually going back to my classic days where I you know did a little extra research and and just did some prep. I don't know. It was Star Wars day. Like I was I was pumped up for this. Um, so I was looking at stuff and I clicked onto IMDb for Bad Batch. And at the top of the page, it said 16 episodes. Um, yes. Last week, it said 14 episodes. We talked about that on the podcast, that it was going to be 14 episodes long, ending July 30th. It now says 16 episodes, with the last episode being August 13th. So I don't I don't know any specifics. I haven't seen that anywhere Gosh, else but exciting. there. Um, but the fact that it, it dropped today... And now today they've updated it, and there are two additional episodes. Makes me hopeful. Um, it's also possible that those two are like the making ofs that come out. Like if they're doing something, no, because they don't ever release those as part of the actual season. They're always separate. So I, I don't know. Um, so that's kind of exciting. We might actually have a 
Bad Batch content through the middle of August, which we right talked on. a lot about last week, not having stuff for August. So, like, it's a... Yeah. I don't know. I was just... I was excited to see that. Well, given uh, right off the bat, I love the show. Uh, so, excited to hear that. So, let's get to countdowns, then. Yeah. Fire away. You, you've pared this down quite a bit. So, Life Day Treasure... Well, now that we're at May 4th, that's two countdowns taken off the list. So, next one's not uh, until September. So, we got all of summer to get through. 126 days away, September 7th. Life Day Treasury. Yeah, well, keep and, in mind, we're... We're... Uh, what's... What are we... We're, we're th- three... 10, 17, 24 days away from new content consistently here for a while, so that's all kind of nice, right too. On. We got little, we got mini countdowns. After Friday, we have constant seven-day countdowns. It's going to be awesome. But yeah, Life Day Treasury is 126 days away. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And then... Wookie Life Day, November 17th, yeah. 197 days away. It's awesome. Um, at a maximum... Um, yep. We assume it's going to be less than this because New Year's Eve, like we said before, doesn't make any sense. But we had to set the latest day in December for the Book of Boba Fett because we just know it comes out in December. 241 days away. I'm guessing um, that we're going to be... I, I'm guessing here, but I would say we're going to be exactly two weeks before that at 227 days. Nice. Uh, because that would match up to when... And that's a guess, but that's um, it's two Fridays before... And it's also the Friday before um, Christmas, which is what they were traditionally doing with releases for the movies before they moved solo. So I'm just, you know, just kind of going off that. Nothing other than nothing else. Then there's a long pause. Now, there's only sort of a long pause. Right? From 241 to 471 days. But the reason there's such a long pause. There's other stuff coming in that time. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff. Ahsoka, yeah. the New Republic, um, yeah, Mandalorian season three. Mandalorian, we have Obi Wan yeah, Kenobi. Yeah, like our our big big shows are coming somewhere between that two forty one four seventy one, but we don't know when. Yeah. Um, but but what is four hundred and seventy one days away? Let them know. That will be Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim, yeah. California. Yep, yep. And then last but not least, we hope. Um, Rogue Squadron, Friday, December 22nd, 2023, is 962 days away. Not bad. So, um, I have, and, uh, Jim has, has just opened up my sheet and my, my prep work, um, and yeah, you can see the, the list of names that I have here. Um, and it's a, it's a bit longer than usual, and, and I really... You know, we like to talk about the important people that make certain shows happen, and for this one in particular, um, we got an amazing episode. Do you agree? I would definitely agree. I mean, this was this was this this far exceeded my expectations for the episode. I I absolutely loved um, almost everything that I saw here, and I'll I'll share very early on what I didn't like, but um, I I really really enjoyed this, and I want to take some time to give credit. And also to share with our listeners who the people are and what credentials they kind of had that, that allowed them to make this as good as it was. Because um, as I looked into a few of these people, like there were some names that I recognized and a few that I didn't. And I was like, well, you know, how did they get this this opening episode here? And then I looked at some of the stuff they did and I was like, oh, <laughs> I had no idea. That makes perfect sense. Um, I want this person doing more because of what they did. So that's that's something we're going to kind of get into here. Um 
And then I've got some questions that I'm hoping Jim can answer, and if not, we'll put them out to the audience and see if somebody else can answer them, because there were a few descriptions of people, not descriptions, but um, titles that they had for the show that I wasn't quite sure of. Um, so I'm just yeah. interested in that. So I, I've got two categories here, and the first one's kind of quick. The first is uh, the series credits. Um, yeah. So this is just overall for the series, not the episode itself. And uh, I've got the creator developed by supervising director and the executive producers. I didn't put the producer, associate producer, um, and some others that were that were listed because we, we we only have so much time. I mean, we have as exactly. much time as we want, but we also yeah, don't let's want you to get the main too... ones, the big dogs. Yeah. Um, so this was created by Dave Filoni, of course. Yeah, um, and if you don't know who Dave Filoni is, then you haven't been listening to our podcast. Um, Dave Filoni is the only one that I didn't leave notes on here because if you listen to our podcast, um, you could you could call us the uh, the Dave Filoni fan cast. We have been called um, that before. That's that's what <laughs> that's what we like to be um, because they're. I mean, he's he's phenomenal. He's done phenomenal things, and, and he and John Favreau are amazing. Um, well, and, and bottom line is is Filoni's dedication to it and his love for the content, along with his his skill in in. You know, well, I think with in working with people, like as much as it's working with everything else, I honestly think he's just got a a, a skill in working with people. Um, even though his, I think that he likes his temperament to be considered more introverted. <laughs> from what I've seen of him, like he doesn't, I don't know. I'm just talking, just just what I've noticed. He's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. He's awesome. Um, well. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's talk about the. You got developed by and written by uh, same two people, Dave Filoni and Jennifer Corbett. Now Jennifer Corbett is actually credited as the lead writer on this episode. I don't know anything about her. Do you? Now where did you where did you read that? Uh, I think it was on the Wikipedia, not the okay. Wikipedia. So the Wikipedia. She is listed first. Um, so. The developed by this is in the series credits, but they they are listed as the writers for the episode credits. Um, that's where the that's where that separation is. So I didn't know what the developed by meant. That was my first question. I don't know what developed by means compared to created by. Um, so I didn't know if you had any answer to that because yeah, Filoni and Corbett are the two who are listed as for developed by. We probably don't need to spend that much time on meta though, to be honest. Do you think we do? Hello? Hello? Kind of. Really? Okay. So, yeah, I don't know what developed by means. Um, I assume that means that they're the ones who got Disney to approve the whole project? Yeah, maybe. Um, so then we've got the supervising director and the executive directors. and the super, I'm sorry, the executive producers. So the supervising director is Brad Rao. Um, and he was a director for a number of things that we know, like... Resistance, Forces of Destiny, and of course, Rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our executive producers are Filoni, uh, Athena Portillo, who we've we've seen before. She was the, a producer for Rebels. Um, Corbett, who was a she was a writer for a number of things, um, but I didn't know a lot of them as I was looking through. Like I don't know what Breakout Kings is. I don't know. It's a TV show and another show called Golden Boy, but she did write and produce for NCIS, so she has some, yeah, some chops, some background I, there. 
I was hoping you'd tell me something, but I no, I'm not familiar with any of that really. I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. I, mean, I was I've heard of NCIS, but I've never watched it. And Resistance, um, she did write for Resistance, but again, that's not. Yeah, that's <laughs> helping yeah. our helping our case. Um, the last yeah. one that I had is the co-executive producer, which is Carrie Beck. Um, she's the vice president of animation and live action series development for Lucasfilm, but she was the producer for Rebels, like all the way through. Um, she's a producer for Mandalorian. Have you seen And Rebels? she's listed as the creator for Rebels. Interesting. So okay. Now, that I, is I, the stuff I, I was hoping you'd tell me. So, Carrie yeah. Beck. I, I had never even heard that name before. So. That, that was okay. me, too. See, this is this is why I wanted to talk about the metal a little bit more, because I want to talk about these people, because I... Like they do these great things, and I don't know their yeah. names, and now they're part of this, and I just and I want everybody to know why. All right, so that's everything for like what they listed as series, and I want to talk about the episode credits because they were, they were the big ones. We had three directors here. Yeah, we um, did. And I don't know if that's an animation thing, if it has to do no with, um, you know, like a director of well, scenery it's also versus a director seventy of... minutes. Uh, show so this it is, is not a short it is episode with very very different places so that could have something yeah. to do with it. Um, Stuart Lee is listed listed first and I think they're alphabetical, um, which is why okay. I said uh, Corbett and Filoni because Filoni and Corbett were listed Filoni first the whole time until he got to the written by for the episode. But I, then everything seems well, to be alphabetical order so that's what I didn't know about the I, lead writer. I wrote down on my notes uh, Jennifer Corbett head writer not lead writer but head writer so somebody put that that maybe that's Filoni being um, you know humble or maybe she was the main writer that he tasked it or I don't know but for whatever reason she's credited as, as head writer somewhere. Yeah. But anyway. Um, so yes yeah, Stuart Lee um, I'm going to say this right now just so everybody knows Rebels is uh, Rebels is awesome. Um, and actually I'm going to introduce all three of the directors because I've got some blended information about them that I think is really important Um, why don't you introduce them give us us the names here Stuart Lee, Saul Ruiz, and Nathaniel Villanueva yeah, I love that guy's last name man. that's that's a a fun one just feels good to say Um, so they are I think it means new house anyway yeah, maybe um Saul Ruiz and uh, Villanueva were storyboard artists. Um, both worked on Rebels. Ruiz worked on Clone Wars. Um, <gasps> Villanueva worked on Ultimate Spider-Man. So they've done some really cool things here. Yeah. Now, Stuart Lee directed 15 episodes of Rebels. Saul Ruiz directed 12 episodes of Rebels. Nice. And they all have some similar directing. Now, Stuart Lee is listed as the longest-running director for the Clone Wars series at 23 episodes. Um, so I don't know how you feel about Clone Wars. Love it. The, uh, Better the TV than series. But he's definitely done some stuff. I don't know about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> here's where it really gets good. Dave Filoni directed oh. all of, except for, I think, one, his name might not have been on, but all of season seven of... Clone Wars, which we talked about last year a lot, right? Yeah. For almost every episode, one of these three people were the second director with him. So episode two of season seven, episodes two and six, Stuart Lee directed with Dave Filoni. Nice. Episodes five, seven, nine, and 11, Saul Ruiz did. And episodes six, eight, 10, and 12, uh, Villanueva did, which I found really interesting because they alternated... Ruiz was five, Villanueva was six, seven, then eight, then nine, then ten, then eleven. So they alternated 
um, directing episodes, which I thought was interesting and strange. Um, but I guess it gives that, like I said, I don't know what their specific roles were, but it's it's just cool. Like they did all that awesome stuff. They were a part of um, that last season, which wasn't specifically Bad Batch except for episode two. Yeah. But it's still, you know, they had their hands in, in Ahsoka and Maul on Mandalore, so that kind of helps Yeah, definitely. my wondering for them. Um, so then we have the story editor, and I know you're going to like this, guys. Um, who was our story editor? Story editor was Matt McConovitz. He's listed as the head writer for Clone Wars Season 6 and 7. Season six and seven; those are both great seasons. Yeah, he is the writer for eleven episodes of Rebels. And are you ready for this? Well, I think he is so. the story writer and game writer <gasps> for Jedi Fallen Order. <gasps> I love Jedi Fallen Order. So, I mean, this is this is the stuff we're talking about. Um, and last that I wanted to put on here because I think it's important is Kevin Kiner, um, who is the composer. He did the score. Um, this this guy's been doing music forever. He did 18 episodes of one of my favorite series, which is Stargate SG-1. Um, he did the movie Leprechaun, <gasps> some TV Leprechaun. shows like Land of the Lost. I don't know if you ever heard of Super Force um, or Walker, Texas Ranger, but this is all... I've heard of these things. This guy. And, of course, um, I don't know if I said that. I say Rebels and Clone Wars, but, of course, Rebels and Clone Wars. All right. So, Are we ready to get to the show at all? I think so. Um, I, I mean, but... That's all. I wanted to talk about it this time, and it won't be as much next time because I think we'll have some similar people. But you yeah, know, we like got a seventy-minute show to cover here. We do, but they're they're just they've just been doing great things, and I all was right. also really semi-stalling a bit because we're hoping uh, Papa Bear will jump on here a little bit and yeah, have some chats with us. So no. Um, no, not at all. Okay. I don't know. He he was he was not available. Um, okay. And if we are doing an unusual thing. We we don't usually record on Tuesday night. Yeah. Um, that having we said, you, tomorrow, so we meta, you added some meta about uh, some of the actors involved, and I do want to talk about that, but there's a bit... So, D. Bradley Baker has been brought back as the voice of all clones. So, he does all of the Bad Batch. He does, uh, as you, you wrote in your notes, Captain Gray, who we see in the opening episode. Uh, you know, the opening yeah, the scenes, um, and basically all the clone troopers, is done by an American actor named D. Bradley Baker. Now, this is kind of a really specific complaint, but um, there have been people complaining that he is an American who's uh, basically trying to imitate Tamora Morrison. Now, Tamora Morrison is a New Zealander, and uh, if you've heard the New Zealander accent he deep Bradley Baker's it's not really passing it sounds okay when it he just sounds like a gruff I mean honestly I think I can do it as well as he can I mean <laughs> I'm about to choke but I mean that's right so we're about to do this ourselves uh, it's it's just a bad American version of a New Zealander accent with a little gruff thrown in um, and I'm not trying to bash on D. Bradley Bra Baker because I love the Clone Wars and I love the clones. And I actually never, ever, ever would have thought about that criticism except I saw people from New Zealand and Australia complain about this because people apparently, kind of like Irish and Scottish people, will sometimes confuse those two accents. But to an Irishman and to a Scotsman, 
these are nothing alike. They don't even understand each other. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. it's kind of hilarious as an American hearing uh, hearing people debate this accent. But why this comes up is because uh, of the character Omega, who we're going to talk about in a little while, is voiced by an actress named Michelle Ang. And she is actually from New Zealand, just like Tamara Morrison. And so, to me, this was a little bit disjointed in that we know they're all supposed to have the same accent. Now, we never know why clones have the same accent as, uh, as, as Django. I don't know if they used... I guess they used video of him to train them when they were little or whatever. And that's something what they were raised happen. on. Um, something like that. But, but the clones are supposed to sound like Tomorrow Morrison... And they don't, but Michelle Ang or Omega does. She, I mean, as soon as she spoke, I was like, that's a New Zealander accent, like a real one. And yep. so I looked up the actress, and sure enough, she's from New Zealand. Um, so that was a little bit of a meta that I wanted to bring up before we got into it. Do you but let's know, go, do do you I know, know, I don't know what, what D. Bradley Baker like typically does? Um, really I'm pretty funny. sure that he's a senator from Nebraska. He... <laughs> He does. He act. Am does, I wrong? I, I I think so. <laughs> I, I might have made that up. I don't know the Nebraska senator said. So I don't want to say no, but I think you're wrong. Um, D. Bradley Baker. If you're from Nebraska, does, leave us a message. Um, and I want to say this, and I'm going to mean it three different ways. He okay. typically does animal voices. Um, <laughs> So I mean this three different ways. So the three ways okay. I mean this are he's actually credited with making the noises of specific animals. Like Crypto. Um, do you know who Crypto is? If I said the word, the name Crypto. It's, you know it's Superman's is? dog. Superman's dog. He's credited um, in the DC Supergirl. The Super. Or um, But no, that. So that's the second kind. We'll get to that one. Um, but Crypto and Perry the Platypus from Phineas. Oh, and I love Perry, Perry the Platypus. Right. So how much does Perry say? Because I'm doing the Huffenstein or whatever that guy's name is. Doofenshmirtz. Doofenshmirtz. How much does How much does Perry say? Nothing ever. Whatever he like he. I didn't he know he even and, made a sound. He clicks and like rumbles his. Perry the Platypus. Yeah. Mm. So it's just a sound. All right. The other one that he does is like. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Daffy Duck and the Tasmanian Devil. Okay. Um, so he actually. Yeah. So he sort of see. I could for them. be D. Bradley Baker. You could be D. Bradley Baker. And the last. <laughs> That's right. So sir. he either makes animal ourselves. sounds or he takes um, uh, uh, humanoid animals and uh, speaks for them, like Daffy Duck. Uh, and the last one. Uh, this is the last version of of him speaking for animal, is from the Muppets and the Muppet Babies. Which one? With the. Uh, do you know him? All of them. <laughs> I don't, um, Miss Piggy. <laughs> so it's not Miss Piggy. No, not Miss Piggy. He actually does the voice. Is of it one. Gonzo? No. I'm telling you, I could do D. Bradley Baker's job, dude. Go ball ball. Go ball ball. It's Animal. Animal's animal. the one that he does the voice for. So that's the third. Animal. Yeah. Well, that's more adult animal. But yes. Um, okay. But yeah, that's that's the other one that he does. So he does some interesting, but it's I it's, it's strange that he came business. from all of those to the clones. Um, we got to talk about what's going on here. Did you know that at the open of this show, there's a new helmet start? Did you notice that? Yes. Like the, 
Yeah. I, and I love it. So it shows Grievous. It shows helmets from the TV show Rebels. Have you have you seen Rebels? Rebels is awesome. Which uh, a lot of people might, if you listen to our podcast, you know this. If you don't, well, here's some new info. The helmet designs for the cadets on Rebels is from Ralph McQuarrie's original Stormtrooper concepts. So yeah. it is so cool. It is so Star Wars nerddom. I love it so, so much. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh my gosh! Every like you said, everything Dave Filoni touches is pure Star Wars. Well, I mean, you know, good good soldiers follow orders. All right. Um, to finish <laughs> out the opening, what happened at the very beginning, right after the helmets? What did we get? We got the Clone Wars. Star Wars, the Clone Wars. But did you know, bit o trivia? Because you know, my thing is the Clone Wars cartoon. Only two episodes of the Clone Wars had the red lettering like that. And uh, both. Yeah, of we them, talked about that. Yeah. Um, shoot, I forgot what it was about those two episodes. Because one of them was season seven. One of them, something happened in season seven. It was something terrible happened, um, but only two episodes ever had the red lettering, but this one started with the red lettering. Um, and then it very quickly kind of decays or degrades. I think it, like, burned away. Yeah, Yeah. into the Bad Batch. Yeah, it was a so it was a, a cool transition. Um, I liked the I love this what, transition. If we're so we're ready to actually start our breakdown, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Well, then we're gonna need to take a pause because it is time to throw in a commercial from our sponsor. Because uh, you know people sometimes fast forward if you put the commercials at the beginning. So we're gonna go ahead and break for our sponsor, and we'll be right back to don't start forward. our actual count. And don't fast forward. Listen to it Woo-hoo! because I'm gonna talk about it in a second. Anyway. All right. Hey, this is Gordon from the Riff Radio Show podcast, a radio show dedicated to the music of Generation X. We release a new show every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and we play music from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and we take your requests. And unlike the old days when you had to wait forever to get your request on your favorite radio show, I always put your requests on our Saturday morning all-request episode. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes of any episode and request a song. The Riff is only available on Spotify, so head on over today and subscribe. The Riff, only on Spotify. So that was our uh, sponsor, The Riff, and I do need to throw this in there. Uh, It is May the 4th, it's Tuesday. Today's episode of The Riff was me. That's right, if you can't get enough of my voice and uh, my randomness, today on The Riff, if you uh, go uh, listen to the May 4th episode of The Riff, it's me doing... uh, where does uh, folk music fall into modern music? So, if you uh, if you love music, well, you know I hit on some bands like uh, the Rockin' Tours, uh, the Mumford and Sons, Dead Tongues, a lot of good stuff. Anyway, thanks Gordon for that opportunity to do that uh, that episode. And now let's talk about the Bad Batch. So we open the Bad Batch with the logo, and they're on the planet Collar. Yeah, K A L L E R. And oh my gosh, Tim. I know. I, I actually, I sent a I sent a text message to you and Papa Bear. Once I was sure that y'all had seen at least the first few minutes, I'm like, uh, Tim probably just you know wet himself because it yeah. starts with what Jedi? Depa Balaba. Yeah, which is um, it, really which is really exciting. One, Tim's talked about Depa Balaba a lot on the show. Um, and I'm, I'm interested in it because Depa Balaba is a Jedi Master I've never really seen before, but I've heard a lot about because of her Padawan. 
Yeah. Who's her? Her Padawan is Caleb Doom. So we know Depa Balaba from a from the comic book series more more than anything else. She's a, she's around in um, uh, Revenge of the Sith, um, or is she in Attack? Whatever. Attack of the Clones. We see her in Attack of the Clones for sure. Okay. Um, but she's around, and she is the one. Um, she's awesome. We see her in the comic book in the Kanan comic book, and you know we find out that that Order sixty six is going to be executed and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, so so Kanan. Kanan is the main, one of the main characters from Rebels, awesome. if you don't know. And he has a pseudonym. Kanan is not his name. So in Bad Batch, he's using his real name. And I will say this in advance. I'm really excited, and I was, I still am really excited for this whole thing, but this opening scene is, is where I had... Um, really, the only issues that I had with this show were all in this opening scene. So I've got a few What complaints. bothers you, I think, is the same thing that bothered me. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share those few complaints as we go through. Yeah. Because um, I was like, well, hold on. <laughs> yeah. <But> we'll, <laughs> Is it we'll with Caleb? It. Uh, it was with a few things, but yes, so with Caleb. Was Caleb one of them Doom sure. is Kanan Jarrus' real name. Yes. So he is Padawan Caleb Doom, and he's Padawan to the Jedi General Depa Balaba, who is leading her, uh, what's, what's her clone commander's name? You wrote it down. It's Commander Gray. Commander Gray. Uh, and first complaint. The... Did you notice what color Commander Gray was? Green. Yeah, in the comic book he was in red. Um, the okay. comic book is canon, so there's some... Uh, some of my issues are with, oh, with continuity connects. purposes. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that was an issue. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so first we get Devil Beloved. They're, they're pinned down, right? We saw that they were pinned down, and then... And they need reinforcements. I, so let's, let's assume... We're going to assume for the rest of this episode that everybody listening has seen the episode, right? We're, we're well, reviewing yeah, that recapping. Um, so we're just going to kind of jump into some things. So obviously the Bad Batch is going to come, and they're able to kind of save the day. Um, but as we saw in the old rendition of the Bad Batch, and of course they had Obi-Wan there... But we, as we saw in the old rendition, when we first saw the Bad Batch, when you have a Jedi, they can do a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the Jedi weren't doing enough here, but that's that's a that's a minor thing. It's not that big a deal. It was the way that they introduced the Bad Batch. It's fine. Um, but then uh, Commander I think she Grace was overwhelmed. Said, and they show that, like, uh, Plakoon gets overwhelmed on Geonosis, and it happens. Uh, yeah, it does. I know, I know it happens. were overwhelmed. Um, um, on Geonosis, so was uh, so was uh, actually Obi Wan. He was overwhelmed. He he had been shot and was wounded, and well, he wasn't shot. He was hurt in a crash. Um, so it happens. So they're yeah. pinned down. Yeah. You know. So they get the uh, they Caleb shows up right. Caleb Doom shows up. Our our Kanan Jarrus is not Kanan yeah. yet. He's Caleb. This was he my shows first up problem. and they're like they're like who do you have? And he's like, well, there's five of them. And they're like, five, we're doomed. And he says, well, you haven't met these clones. And, like, so Commander Gray is, is terrified. He's like, oh, he goes, five, we're doomed. Like, he just kind of says it. He's like, well, yeah. if they didn't send us help, we're not getting it. Why would they send only five they people? five people, But yeah. he knows who Clone Force 99 is right away. Um, as soon as they come down. But the yeah. others, like, Captain Rex didn't seem to know who Clone Force 99 was. That's a good point. So that was a, a like there was just Commander some continuity issues first, in this yeah. opening, um, and it was kind of like they took huh, something that already existed that. and just added them in, and it just didn't it didn't quite uh, fit. Good point. Um, you just took away some of the enjoyment, but okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're right. <laughs> that's that's a valid valid observation. 
You're um, right, because they do seem like they are brand new in Season 7. Like, they've yeah. just been unleashed. So, yeah, the leader of the 501st doesn't know about them, but this guy does. Commander Gray does. Well, and in the, in the comic book, when they first... So, when Order 66 happens, which is obviously it happens here in a moment, um, they're all together kind of joking and chatting around a fire. And Deva Balaba and, and Caleb Doom are sitting together when the attack happens, and they they defend them for a little bit, and then she sends him away uh, yeah, when they become I, overwhelmed. And I it, knew it's that just, was going to bother you, because they're yeah, both it, canon, aren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. So those those changes, I was just like, all right, this is... It's a little bit too far. Like, it's close, and it's okay. Um, but I, but I, don't like a, I, I don't like a rewrite in canon when, when two yeah. things are supposed to be canon. That's, this is not supposed to happen right now. So can we <laughs> go know? ahead and address what bothered me? Because none of that yeah. bothered me because I didn't know it well enough. Hey, you actually, uh, you, you talked about Scooby and Shaggy earlier. When this guy Shaggy? Do we do? So who's the actor who uh, voices uh, Caleb Doob? Um, Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. This bothered me so much because it's the same voice. He also does Kanan Jarrus in the TV show Rebels. The problem is Rebels takes place almost 20 years later. <laughs> yeah. And so this is like a 14-year-old, and he's like, I got reinforcements. They're coming. And it was so, it was so disjointed to hear like a forty-year-old's voice coming out of a fourteen-year-old kid, and it was clearly just fan service. They're like, "Look, we brought back the the voice of Kanan Jarrus," and I'm like, "No, no." And I think they were supposed to do so. They they clearly did some editing to his voice, but whoever was in charge of that, I, I don't think did enough. No, it did. I think it that's what like happened. A grown man's voice coming out of a little kid. Yeah, it, it he was, sounded, and, it and was, he sounded, and he is older, but he sounded older than Kanan in Rebels. Um, it's and honestly, so I'm kind of glad we got that out of the way because I it still did not take away how nerded out I was at seeing a young uh, Kanan, um, uh, at seeing, seeing, seeing Caleb Doom, seeing Depa Balaba, Depa Balaba, seeing um, Commander Gray, see, like, yes, seeing this all was, of this. It was a minor thing, that. but I wanted to mention it, um, and, that, and it's that was my me. only complaint in pretty much the entire episode. This is, um, this, and that's before we moved on. I was actually going to say the same thing. I was going to say, all right, before we move on, I want everyone to know that we love this episode. I still yeah. love the beginning. I'm, yeah. I'm going to make my peace with it. Um, oh but my I said gosh. it. And now everything else is phenomenal, and we're ready so to just charge in my, and, and have <laughs> My daughter. Um, so, like I said, I saw it. We usually watch these things together, but I watched it this morning, and then she went to watch it when I got home from work. So, we did. And uh, she's like, uh, am I going to like it? What, you know, she wanted like, me to tell her without telling her. And I was like, well, the beginning's going to make you sad. And she's like, well, what do you mean? Why? Why? Tell me. Don't tell me. Tell me. Don't tell me. And I'm like, well, it's a, you know where it's at. It starts with Order 66, and it starts with a Jedi you've heard of, but I'm not going to tell you any more than that. And then as soon as it, it starts up, like, it was rough, man. Well, seeing... So when Cody Gray gets the order, Cody Gray, Co what the heck, General Commander Gray, Commander Gray, Co Cody, um, when he gets yep. the order, execute Commander Gray order and Captain 66. Silas were the ones. Yeah. Holy cow, man! Um, and I told my daughter, I was like, "This is gonna affect you because it affected me." Yeah. Depa Balaba sitting there trying to fend them off and at the same time telling you know, Kanan slash Caleb to run. And had she not turned around and said that to him, she might have lasted longer because she gets the first time she gets shot is when she turns around to tell him to run. Yes. So this is really important, too. Yeah. For 
if I hadn't read the Kanan comic book, which is probably my favorite comic book series, it's definitely up there for me. Um, if you didn't know how I feel about Kanan and Rebels, but I've, I've, I've got a feeling. <laughs> just so we have an idea. Uh, but if I hadn't read that, this this scene right here would have been perfect. Um, and it still, in its own way, is perfect. Oh, and I can, I, can I, live I, I love it. Way. it. Yeah. Him going, him hearing that something's going on. Why is there blaster fire? Turning back and immediately running to her. Um, you know, prior to Bad Batch being aware. Oh, actually, I do have one more complaint coming up, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, okay. <laughs> prior to Bad Batch being aware, um, and then going back to them and and being like, "Oh no, you you know," he's like, "You guys, I didn't want anything to do with you. You're clones. This is." You're here to kill me for some reason. I don't know what's going on. I'm out of here. Um, it was it was perfect. They really did it well. They still gave all the feeling of both of these characters and who they are. Um. In this in this show, just as well as they did in the comic book, it was just that they changed it. So, uh, awesome. It was powerful, man. Because I didn't read the comics. Uh, well, I read one of them, um, but I didn't have that same background that you had with them. Um. Okay, but bottom line is, because we need to move on, and I could spend a long time on this scene, it's powerful. <laughs> it um, so Caleb sees his master like basically being struck down by the by the clones. Well, he hears where we find out. He hears yeah, her scream she, when he's running. Yes. Yeah. She, and at first she's screaming, "Run, Caleb, run!" And then she's just simply screaming. Yeah. Um. It's it's crazy and he he's freaked out he's i don't know how old is he about 14 maybe so. not even that old um he might be 12 i don't remember he, the age he's freaking point. out obviously and the first people he runs into is hunter uh from the bad batch and the bad batch is not affected by the order apparently at least seemingly they're not and they're like hey, hey, slow down kid what's wrong and he's like get away from me stay away from me and he runs off and hunter's like wait i can help you um, this is so crazy. So the, we know right away that the Bad Batch in general do not seem to be affected by, including Echo, who, remember, if you go back and listen to our certain point of view, you'll, you'll remember me saying, uh, Echo's going to be the one that's affected and they're going to have to deal with it. No, Echo, because of all the weird stuff that happened to him, not affected. Um, yep. But one awesome. of them is... And they did a good job explaining it in this episode, yes, too. Like It was one of those really things did. where you're like, why aren't they impacted? And that's later. We'll get to that. But... Um, so one Hunter of them goes off to find bit, yeah. Caleb to, to try to figure out what's going on. Cause, and he even says to him, I'm just as confused as you are, kid. But he takes Crosshair with him yep. to, to go find him. He tells Wrecker, hey, you know, you, you stall any troopers that come looking for us. And Tech, go figure, Tech and Echo, go figure out what's going on. Uh, me and Crosshair are going to find this kid. And uh, they find him, and Crosshair just straight off takes a shot at him so we yep. know okay crosshair's chip is actually working something's going on now this is where i actually had my first issue yeah so crosshair takes two shots at him right twice in two different trees yeah prior to hunter the super clone tracker being able yeah. to find yeah crosshair finds him first yeah Both I, times. I, now i don't think that that's supposed to be like i think that they're pointing out that Crosshair, in a lot of ways, is superior to all of these guys. Crosshair does good. a lot of stuff in this episode that he's, is he's like, really good. Yeah, he is the ultimate soldier. He's, even he's more being, so than Hunter. He's being set up to be uh, the the ultimate. Well, I mean, it's like it's like the Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom, right? Like, 
I guess. Doctor Doom is is very very powerful, powerful enough to stand up against all four of them. Yeah. He um, is. And it's it's kind of what we're. Yeah, Crosshair is is yeah. I think he is more. He's a more capable soldier than Hunter. He doesn't have leadership abilities. That's why Hunter's yeah. in charge. Because that now, is a Cro- skill set. Um, right. But Crosshair- even though Hunter's specific skill set is to be hyper aware of his surroundings and to know when you know, where people are and what's happening, Crosshair seems to have that same skill set plus others. Um, but what he yeah. lacks is leadership. He, he cannot communicate with people very well. He's not likable. Um, in in a very likable way, like he's a good right. he's a good disagreeable guy. What was I was gonna say, um, I think that Crosshair's character and Crosshair's um, dialogue in this episode, good and in general, is orders. perfectly written. Oh, I do too. Crosshair's he... character is is written to the T. Like it's almost yeah. like they wrote this episode and they and they just nitpicked every single thing to make sure that Crosshair was spot on. And he was the whole time. Yeah. Um, right up to so right up to bottom, Caleb's escape. Bottom yeah, bottom line is Hunter and Crosshair go after him. Hunter with the idea that I, I just want to talk to him and figure out what's going on. Because he he still has an allegiance to the Jedi. Crosshair's his chip is totally kicked in. Not totally, but enough that he's like, no, we should kill the Jedi. Now yeah. one of the craziest uh, like while they're following Caleb uh, one of the craziest conversations and I love this is tech radios to um, to Hunter and he says uh, they've been ordered to kill the Jedi and Hunter goes what which Jedi and he says yeah. all of them and it, it is it, and you see Hunter just his expression like what what is going on here it, it is awesome so and you yeah. and, and you've got um and uh, Crosshair's in the back, you know, holding his helmet too, like he's listening. But yeah. even though his helmet's on, he's not. He, you can clearly see he's not impacted by that. Like he's not. He doesn't have that. No, he's totally under control confusion. of this programming. But and he says that's, it, and he says it here. That was our. That was our first. Obviously, he took the shot. Orders. Yeah, he took the shot, and then he's like, "What are you doing?" You know, he's like, "We've got orders," and he's like, "No, whatever." And he leaves, so he doesn't hear him say it the first time. Crosshair good says it to himself, good orders, soldiers yeah. follow orders. And we've heard that. Where did we hear that before? It's a mantra that they, uh, where do we hear that? Uh, Tup. Oh, that's right. Tup does say that when he tries to kill Wait, Ahsoka. After, no, 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 no. Tup is the one that, Wait a Tup I'm is the one that killed the Jedi. I'm thinking of Jesse. Um, yeah, you're right. Tup does say that, uh, when he malfunctions. When he's freaking out, to take him to... good soldiers follow orders. Good soldiers right. follow orders. Like he's oh, what a great callback. Good job, Tim. Yeah, it was. It was so that was when he said that. I was like, Ooh. Oh, <laughs> there that's it goes. creepy. That's the one. Yeah. Well, they they become zombies basically, and I make a mention of that later. But Hunter actually says so. Caleb ends up knocking Crosshair out, um, at least temporarily, and yeah, Hunter is like, whoa, 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 and he's like, I, he he, and I wrote down the quote, I'm on your side. I'm just as confused as you are. And I think it helped him when Caleb went after him, because Caleb was mad at that point, right? When he took that second yeah. shot, Caleb was mad. He was coming. And he went full on. He had his lightsaber raised. He never had it raised to attack. It was just his, like, running stance with it when yeah. he kicked him over. When Hunter was like, no, 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 no. And Caleb didn't, which was which was really good and fitting for Caleb and Kanan's character, that he didn't um, kill Crosshair, because he could have right there. He could have just slashed at him. But he kicked him into a tree. And I thought yeah. that was a really good set of writing there. And Hunter was really nervous. He thought Crosshair was dead at that point. 
and he yelled out. He's like, no, 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 no. And that's what he was yelling out about was don't, don't kill him. And then he ended up kicking him. And I think that obviously Hunter was already not going after Caleb to attack him, but you know, that kind of helped clear it up too. Yeah. Well, and um, then Hunter, you know, obviously Caleb is freaked out, scared. He ends up force sleeping over this huge gorge and while, you know, Crosshair's out of it. And Hunter covers for him. Um, when Crosshair comes through, he, uh, Hunter basically, he says he's dead. I shot him in midair. He fell into the creek. He's dead. Um, and that's where we end this first scene. This first scene. First scene. It's okay. We've only got. So uh, now they're heading to Camino. And they're talking about it's good to be home. And Crosshair is clearly not believing Hunter. And he says, You sure that Padawan died? And I love the the writing in this is so stinking good. So good. And Hunter's like, You know, yeah, why do you ask? And because Hunter was staring across the river when Crosshair comes up to him. And Crosshair is, says, usually when someone falls, you look down, not across. And that was such a brilliant observation. It was and Hunter's so good. And answer is, is great, but it's not convincing. <laughs> well, some of us don't like to watch. Well, but, it's, it, but it doesn't de- it doesn't deflect from the fact that Crosshair is absolutely right. If he had shot what? him out of the air, he wouldn't <clears> have been staring at the other bank. And I don't think that he, um, I, I don't, I don't think that he was truly trying to convince Crosshair. I think that this was a, so the way that I took that was not a, yeah, obviously he has the lie, but it's really more of the, um, Clone Force 99 has their story straight kind of lie. Not a, like, I don't know that he was ever... At this point, because I don't think he knew that that Crosshair was completely off his rocker yet. Um, yeah, well, it's like if I had to guess, Crosshair. I would say any time they got in the, I would say any time they got back in their ship, if something didn't go according to their plan, they'd be like, "What happened?" He'd be like, "This is what happened," and they'd all be like, "Okay, that's what that's we're like we're good with that. We completed our mission, and in the process, this is what happened." Um, and I think that was kind of the attempt here. Um, and, and we do find out later on in the barracks that he, you know, he, he full-on tells him. But well, yeah, um, I, I, he's testing Crosshair because he keeps saying over and over again, Crosshair keeps saying that line, good soldiers follow orders. Well, that's later on. He doesn't bad, say bad, that here. But, but that's kind of a running theme is something's yeah. wrong with him because all of the Bad Batch keep falling back on the since when have we followed orders. Right, he does keep saying that. We have to follow our orders. We're... They're the orders. Yeah. Uh, you and know, they, order. they keep pointing out, we've never been the type to follow orders. <laughs> so they're confused by Crosshair's behavior here. Um, so they, they make it back to Camino, and it's automatically uncomfortable. They're like, you know, clearance code and things. Things are obviously just not Un- Unidentified transport, please send us your clearance code. Yeah, yeah. Which, is, which is strange. And they say, I, I love the... Like, all of the writing in this is great, because he says something like, oh, it must be a, you know, a drill for... Procedure yeah. drill. He said it must be a procedure yeah, drill. But no, it's the Empire going, you will follow Empire. these procedures to the T yeah. or you'll be punished. And that's what's really going on. Yeah. Um, and they get down to the surface and uh, immediately uh, Hunter's like, they're shock troopers. The course on guard. Why are they here? And they're like, you know, what's going on? This reminds me of the movie, The, Bo- the Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Because even though the the 
Bad Batch has never really been close or gotten along with what they call the rags, which is the normal clones. We as an audience have, especially if you're like me, a fan of the Clone Wars. You love the clones. The clones are awesome. And suddenly they're not awesome. They're scary. They're they're robotic. And it's because job of 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 transitioning that for us too. They did. Uh, Like I said, it reminded me of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It's like these people you thought you knew suddenly it's not them anymore. And and yeah, Hunter picks up on this right away. Um, And they they're like, why are there shock troopers? (sighs) And one of the troopers says it's the end of the war. And they come walking past with a body on a stretcher. Yep. And who and is that? Hand hand falls out. Yep. I don't know who that is. Do you, it's I Shock T, dude. I thought it was Shock T, but I couldn't. You know, and I, I had. I that mean, I'm, I'm guessing. I don't. There's no proof, but it, we know it's a Jedi because, like you said, the hand falls out and a lightsaber falls out of their hand. That was that was my thought too. Anyway, but yeah, a lightsaber falls out onto the ground. We know Shock T was tasked with training the the clone troopers. Right. So that one just picks it up and walks away. So uh, but I thought, wait, I thought Shakti died in the temple. They never. I think there was a deleted scene, so I don't know if it's canon that she okay. died at the hands of Grievous. Maybe that's what it was. Um, but either way, if you go no, back, I thought and she watch, died. I thought she was in the Jedi Temple when Anakin attacked it, when Vader attacked it, or whatever. I don't, I don't know, know, but I, I know, know it's whatever not it in canon necessarily. Either but way, whatever Jedi was there's on a dead Camino, Jedi there. Yeah, um, yeah, and, it's, um, and it, it solidifies so, that they're after all the Jedi for sure. It's not just them on. Uh, yeah, and hunters yeah. like the the regs are acting strange, and they go to their barracks, and um, yeah, for some reason I wrote count Rex helmet. Uh, they, oh, when yeah, he yeah, gets yeah, in, yeah. Starts count, he puts the count on the board, yeah. Yeah, so this has been a running debate in the Star Wars fandom. Uh, why? What are the counts on Rex's helmet? And people are like, well, they can't be dead droids because it's not nearly enough. And then some people are like, maybe it's the number of his brothers he's lost. And that seems to be the popular wisdom, is that the running count on Rex's armor and on his helmet is the number of brothers he's lost. But again... It's hard to say because they I would, would have to be. That's still a lot. Well, he's lost a lot more than the number on there. So people are like, "Well, these are brothers that were close to him, like um, like Heavy or, or someone like that, or Echo, um, or well, yeah, I guess initially yeah. when he thought he lost him. But I think I I really think this is Dave Filoni answering answering that question. Yep. Um, because he goes in there and and uh, Wrecker carves a number on there. And it's he says it's the number of successful missions. Yep, eleven more successful missions. And uh, Hunter says I yeah you know, I hardly call it a successful mission when we've been tasked with killing our commanders. Um, so right away, it's uh, it's interesting. And Crosshair straight out you know calls out Hunter. Are you going to keep lying about that kid? You let that kid escape. Talking about Caleb Dune. Yep. Um, so now it's out there. And one of the things I love about these guys is, uh, they are straight shooters. Um, they're, they're open. Even though Crosshair is operating under duress and being a jerk, he, he's open. Um, and then Echo says, you know, none of this makes sense. And Tech starts talking about it's our programming. And then he basically breaks he down says what it's, clones it's are. It's their programming. He's, well, he's, he's pretty specific about that. Well, 
he says that when it comes to Order 66, but he says it's our programming. He says the reason why Wrecker likes to break things is because they enhance that in him. The reason oh, yeah, why they talk Hunter about that in the, can hunt. Well, that's, is, yeah, that's when they get into the lunchroom. Well, he says all that before this. Uh, he makes a joke it about it in the okay. lunchroom, but it's in oh, this yeah, scene yeah, yeah, in okay. their barracks that he says the reason I have super intelligence is because I've been programmed. Um, right. And this is where they explain why Echo is not affected by Order 66, which defeated my prediction. I, I thought he was the only one of the Bad Batch who would be affected. But no, it turns out Crosshair is the only one affected. Wait, and I Echo really on, It was a great ex- explanation. On Skeka Minor, he had been so damaged, uh, I mean, bro- both physically and emotionally, mentally, that yeah, of course his inhibitor chip doesn't work anymore. So, well, they had a little bit of this is this is one of those pieces where the writing was was beautiful because they yeah. threw in a bit of fan service. Yeah, they but did. it fits so well. Yes, like the entire what did you movie say about Rogue him? One. No, not Rogue One. Well, I was just saying Rogue One is fan service that fits so oh, well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Why does yeah. the Death Star have a flaw? Let's make an entire movie. So, that perfectly do you know what I'm talking it. about? What he said about Echo. Um, Skeko Minor, that's all I wrote down. What? He said, you're more machine than man. Than man. Yeah, good point. And I was like, that is, like, it was such a good, like, fan service piece to, to you know, what we Do you we remember what Echo's Vader? response to that was? I don't. I, I didn't write it down, but now that you said it, he said, lucky me. Right, yeah. Very sarcastically. So, wow, that's that's a cool little throwaway. So it was just a cool. It was, yeah. It was just a. It was just kind of there, and I was just like, oh, that's it. But it fits. It's just nice. Yeah. It's in there. It, it's machine, just where it belongs. Man, lucky me. Yeah. Um. So now they they have a meeting. All the clones on Camino, um, have to be at this meeting, uh, to be addressed by the newly titled Emperor Palpatine. And we see yeah. them all lined up in their ranks, and um, this is where Palpatine gives a speech, and straight out of Revenge of the Sith. Um, yeah, I don't even think that they re-recorded it. I think they took the. Yeah, I think I think they took the same audio. It says Ian McDermott on the on the credits. Nice, um, but I'm pretty sure he's getting the credit Horribly for what he already disfigured. said for that movie. He talks um, about being disfigured. That, yeah, the whole thing. A secure society, yeah. safe. And secure society. And the clones go nuts. Yeah. And they start uh, they start uh, just cheering at the term Galactic Empire. And Texas still don't think the regs are programmed. I love that. Because it yeah. really is an invasion of the body snatchers kind of situation. They've got like, I don't know, 20,000, 100,000 clones around them. And they're all cheering except the Bad Batch. They're sitting there like, what is wrong with these guys? And so tech, yes, they don't think they're they're programmed. Um, and at the beginning of this, before before the cheering, um, Hunter notices something up in the viewport. There's a young kid up there. Yeah, with um, uh, with uh, with the Kaminoans, uh, and we find out it's a little girl named Omega. Yeah, and she vanishes like Batman style. Yeah, she does. So this is the first time we meet the character or see the character Omega. Yep. Um who we so talked about then, earlier, that's... Uh, then we're... Um, yeah, the Michelle Megan... And, yeah. Um, Michelle. Uh, did I say... Yeah, Michelle... Uh, Ang. Ang, sorry. Yeah. From New Zealand. Um, yeah, so then we're back in the hallway, and Tech is... Uh, they're like... 
The Bad Batch doesn't know what to think. Wait a minute. In Empire, we were fighting for the Republic. And uh, one of them, well, Crosshair is like, well, you know, well, actually, it might have been Wrecker. They're like, ah, Empire, Republic, what's the difference? And Tex says, well, I'm not comfortable with the killing of the Jedi commanders. I love that Tex just throws that out there. <laughs> yeah. He says, the difference, well, I'm not really comfortable killing all the Jedi. And then uh, Hunter's like, wait a minute. There's someone with us. And they turn around, and Omega's with them. Yeah, that's right. She yeah. did not have a lightsaber. <laughs> so, Papa Bear's say- with us, though. Yay! Papa Bear, that was perfect timing, because we oh, just wow. had a lightsaber. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. We're on the planet like. of Camino, and Ooh. Omega sneaks up behind them. And this, this was disjointing to me, because, again... The actress, uh, Michelle Ang, has a genuine New Zealander accent. And I'm going to just say it. I was in the Army. Yeah, wait, wait. Um, you were in the yeah. Army? <laughs> Have you been talking Anytime about this I, the whole time? I bring up my life experiences, I feel like I'm like talking too much about me. I got to visit New Zealand. Stay close. Mm. What are we doing? Which what one of you is doing this? At this point... Um, could you when, all stop when, whatever that is? I'm not doing anything. Is that you, Papa Bear? I don't know. What was it? <laughs> Must have been. All right. Well, stop it. Um, when, when Omega showed up, I yeah, Omega I shows up. I don't talk much during TV shows and movies. Hold on, like, I'm, like I'm going to stop the podcast. Hold on. You were about to say with the word weird. Yeah, we're recording. Um, right. hmm. yeah, so um, Omega met up in the hallway, and, and after this little conversation, this was the the funny part was where um, I was like, uh, I actually looked up and I said out loud, because I don't say things out loud. I was like, this is weird. And then immediately after, um, what, what did he say? He said, this day keeps getting weirder and weirder, and I was just happy with that. So anyway, why did you have, think uh, it was weird? I don't remember. I just wrote it down. I, because it was the, of the my accent, watch. and because of all the weird controversy about whether or not, uh, you know, D. Baker, what's his name? D. Bradley Baker sounded genuinely New Zealand, which he doesn't. When I heard her accent, that's where I, that's where we left off. I was talking about, I've been in New Zealand, and the accent did strike me. I'm like, that's an actual Why were you New, New Zealander? Zealand? Huh? I wasn't there with the army, by the way. <laughs> okay. I was there because it's a beautiful country and everyone should go there at some point. Um, it is probably the most beautiful place on earth. Um, that having been said, it did strike me. This is a genuine New Zealand accent, which meant to me, I automatically thought this girl is a clone. She's been created by the Kamen... What do you call them? Kaminoans? Kaminians? Kaminoans. Kaminoans. Not only that, but her name is Omega. Do y'all know what that means in Greek? The last? Yeah, it means the end. Um, yeah, the so, uh, so alarms started going off left and right. She has the accent, the Tomorrow Morrison, Boba Fett, Django Fett accent. And her name is the end. So I'm like, this, this girl, and she's a human on Camino, a human child. I'm like, this is... This is a Boba Fett. This is a female Boba Fett. And how exciting is the idea that we now have a female Boba Fett of about the same age as the real Boba Fett? Hmm? 
Yeah. Well, I think she's a mm. bit younger. Yeah. Well, I said about. She's like she's probably about four years younger than Boba Fett. Yeah. Maybe as much as ten, um, but I don't think so. Well, I guess which which in the long run, you know, twenty some years from now, it's going to make less of a difference. She's the Omega, um, dude. She's the end yeah, and of I, the clones. And I, I want to talk about. I definitely want to talk about that at the end of the episode because yeah. that's in my that's in my. Should my we move on though to what books. happens next? Uh, yeah. Well, she's introduced as a medical yeah. assistant, but then dun 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 dun. Uh, to uh, to who? Nala say right? Yes. Is it Nala say the the scientist? I think so. I forget her name. Okay. Um, Tarkin arrives. Yeah. What a jerk. Yeah. Well, he can be, and he's basically he's, there he's to tell the Kaminoan Kaminoans. That we're really the emperor doesn't really think we need clones anymore. They're like we got a contract. There's, you got a contract with the republic. There ain't no republic. Well, he says, and he says the empire doesn't need them anymore. Empire. Remember that song by Queensrÿche? And he they says it to the them bobs. too. No. What? They brought in the bobs. Brought in the bo- They did bring in the bobs. What exactly you would you reference? say you do here? <laughs> exactly that's what happened with the clones and they're like we make clones we make we make soldiers for the republic and they're like there there is no republic and uh we think conscripting soldiers would work just as well at half the cost and they point out something every star wars fan has talked about for the last 15 years the clone warriors the clone soldiers are superior to stormtroopers Yep. The Kaminoans, Kamino Cam, Cam, people, Kaminoans point this out. The clone soldiers are superior soldiers, and Tarkin's like, well, maybe, but they, you know, conscripted soldiers cost half as much. So we're basically being told why stormtroopers come to be at this point. Um, and now we switch scenes to the cafeteria, where <laughs> the the uh, Bad Batch is there, and Omega wants to join them, and uh, they're like, well, that, no one's ever wanted to have lunch with us before. And they interrupt a very important <clears throat> conversation where Hunter says, well, where are your parents? And she says, parents? With a question parents? mark. Yeah, that was interesting. I, you know, that was that yeah. was where I knew. And, yep, again, um, okay, she, she's a clone. And then one of the regs says, the Bad Batch is more like the Sad Batch, which I, I thought guess, was kind yeah. of funny. <laughs> The sad batch. Yeah, so Omega gets mad. Um, I like this a lot. Yeah, so it starts a food throws fight, a which turns into a genuine head. fight. Well, she um, throws a piece of... I, I love this. So this was a this was a perfect bit of of Star Wars humor mixed in with what's really going on here. So she throws that little piece of food, and the guy kind of yells at her, and then, of course, um, I almost said heavy, Wrecker, you know, stands up in the background and the guy's like, hey, you know, whatever, and he starts to walk away and Wrecker throws an entire tray of food at his head, which I loved. Yeah, I thought it did. was hilarious. Um, it was it was a laugh-out-loud funny moment for me. I loved it, and then it just turns oh, into yeah. a full-on brawl and fight. Um, but then we get uh, a phrase that we kept talking about last week, very shortly after this, when they're talking about... Not again? Who they... <laughs> And it's did, did not you, again. Did you see how they said not again? As this, they've had food fights <laughs> <Yeah>. before. <laughs> as if they do this. That's this just good, happens with them. That's a great catch. Yeah. Not again. <laughs> not again. And I like yeah. how Crosshair did not fight. get involved not at first. until his food got messed up. It wasn't until his food got messed up. Yep. He sat there and ate 
until his food got messed up, and then he yep. got involved. And he did fight against the regs. Yeah, he did. Um, because I actually you know, so it wasn't it like a he doesn't get involved, but he, you're right. As soon as he gets, yeah, as soon it was, as it's it was inconvenient either tech to or him, echo he's that like, gets yeah, thrown okay. onto his food. And he jumps up and he grabs his tray and he slings it at a couple of regs and then he gets involved. So it was just different. So now Echo gets knocked out. Yeah, he does. Right? And then the droid. The Do you remember the droid's name? Um, no, I didn't write it down. But <laughs> because he... it was like it was like twenty one digits. It was like A Z three one five. They call it A Z three, um, in the in the credits, but. Do you remember what AZ3 said to them as they walked in? He what? said, when it, Wrecker said, I told you he's alive. And he goes, the droid turns around and goes, he, he is stable. But I, I do need to inform the rest of you that that you are, um, I, I'm sorry to tell you, you're genetically defective, defective clothes. Yeah. I love Tech's <laughs> response. I, I'd say more deviant than defective. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. But also, think about this. Uh, Echo spent literally years trapped inside a closet with machines hooked up to him. Yeah. So I love that they do kind of a nod to that, that when he wakes up and there's a med droid oh, over yes, him. Oh, yes, I meant to write that down. And, yeah, and he freaks out. And they call him by his, his name, CT-1409, and he freaks out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it makes sense because the guy's been in a closet for four years. Well, three years. Well, two years. We don't know how long. But it's been a long time with a bunch of stuff. But I love that Texas were more deviant than defective. Well, and beyond that, before before that even, when he starts freaking out over the machines, Omega is there. This this nobody, right? I mean, Omega She's is just this nobody system, that showed dude. up. And she is able to, when they're trying to send her away, and she's like, no, I'm not leaving him. And she refuses to leave, and then he wakes up and freaks out, and she's immediately there, ready. Like, she knows that he's going to freak out to calm him down. Um, and I didn't pick up on that the first time, but the second time, it was like, she was, she was fully ready to help him when he freaked out. Yeah. She's and like, she it's okay. Said, it's like, I know what it's like. like which she I did. thought was but an first, interesting term. First she goes, it's okay, I'm here. And it's like, well, who are you? You know, yeah. But it, it, it's just her personality. It's, it's part of who she is and, and how she can relate to them, which was, which was actually really awesome, the second watch on it. And I didn't quite pick that up the first time. I was like, I actually thought that. I was like, who cares if you're here? How's that going to help him? <laughs> oh, good, there's some kid next to my bed where I'm being <laughs> attacked by machines. You know, <laughs> like... Hey, there's that girl. Um, yeah. So then Echo says, Tarkin's here to evaluate the clones, and he references the episode of Clone Wars, The Citadel. Yeah. I love that. What a great throwback where he talks about, which is the episode where we thought, well, or the episode after that, where we thought Echo had been killed and he had actually been captured by the Separatists. But he's talking about Tarkin doesn't like clones, man. Um, yep. Yeah, he, he sees them as inferior. He basically sees them as battle droids. Um, so Echo brings that up in this, and I love the callback to the episode The Citadel from the uh, the show the, the Clone Wars. Well, now we switch scenes, and Admiral Tarkin has said, we want a battle simulation. So they think that they're leaving there to get a dressing down, which is, I was in Army. I was in Hero Squad in Army. And addressing down, if you don't is know. Is that where I have to check you for ticks? Uh, I have Hero Squad. Do you all know what addressing down is? That's the only reason I mentioned 
It's it's where they they check on your hero is here. No, the dressing down is is not about your the the male corset that we typically wear in the army to make us look better. Um, no, a dressing down is when basically your commander just yells at you forever. You're in trouble. And makes yeah, yeah, you yeah. feel horrible. Um, so they think they're in that. for a dressing down. I wasn't in the army, but I get in trouble a lot. I was in army once, uh, but uh, Papa Bear was in Hero Squad. He was squad leader yep. of Machete Squad. Yep. yep. Machete uh-huh. Squad. Of the Heroes yeah, Hero he Squad. Doesn't, he doesn't talk about his history like I talk about mine, but he was Machete Squad leader. Um, but anyway... No, they're not going to go get uh, you know the stressing down. Instead, they are going to a battle simulation, and Wrecker's like, I might actually like the Empire. And round and one is I, is a normal battle simulation. And, and I do want to say something there. Say it. I'm. I'm. Don't say I want to say something. I say think something. that Wrecker just talks and is. I think that Wrecker just talks and is is always sort of trying to be funny. Yeah, he's very excited. I don't think there was any he's sincerity to it. Yeah, he's yeah, just involved. Yeah, it's going funny because yeah. my daughter's response to Wrecker was exactly my own. As she's watching the episode, she's like, "This guy's annoying," and then halfway through, she's like, "Actually, he's kind of funny." And then by the end, she's like, "I like him." And it was exactly the same evolution I had with this character. But yeah, he's like, "Oh, we're going to go fight. Oh, right. This is exactly what I want." Uh, see, I do as good a New Zealand impression as uh, Baker well, does. When he, but when he dove out to save someone and faced his fear and in Clone Wars, he was all set for me. Yeah, Wrecker's so. right on. Um, I like Wrecker. So round one anyway. is pretty normal, and Tarkin has arranged all of this. He wants to see, he's heard that 99, uh, you know, Clone Troopers 99, Unit 99, are a, uh, I think he uses the word unorthodox, it is. I wrote it in quotes. They use that unit. in the middle of it, in the middle of the fight. Um, but but first he says to them, he says to the clones, he to said the, the value of all clone troopers is being challenged by the Empire. Yeah. So he, wants he says to that them directly to them. And yep. um, so that's where they're going. So, yeah, and round one is a pretty normal one where they they're basically using like these, they're not stun weapons, but they're they're not lethal rounds either. Um, and they very, the, the clone, you know, Bad Batch very quickly takes this out. And then Tarkin says, use live rounds. Yep. But the Bad Batch doesn't know this. <laughs> you know what's funny is I wrote live rounds too, but he actually says live fire. Live fire. <clears throat> he says, he says, change it to live fire because they don't use rounds, right? Yeah, well, but you and I both, you and I both, we called it live You and I both wrote down, that's what I'm saying. You and I, you and I both wrote down live rounds. I have that written down here, too, but he actually says live fire. Yeah, and I noticed so, it, but didn't change it in my notes. So, live fire test uh, testing. So, yeah, the these robots that came out. I mentioned this when we talked uh, briefly about the uh, Bad Batch trailer and uh, a couple podcasts back. They kind of look like the Dark Troopers, but they're white. <clears throat> yeah. Um and they come out, and they're lethal because they're using live rounds, and the Bad Batch is still equipped with these little, like, they're not even stun rifles. I don't know what they are. They just shock them a little bit. It's like and they're target rifles. Like, they just they just yeah, turn the, like, they flip a switch rifles. in the robot to go away. Yeah. yeah. So these are non-lethal rounds against the lethal enemy. It's laser tag. It is a laser tag. And they very quickly have to adjust their tactics, and they do it, and this is where we actually see Crosshair is amazing. 
because uh, the very uh, they're all amazing, but uh, this was particularly cool because the, they end up taking out these uh, these dark trooper wannabes. Um, in the very last one, Crosshair yells at uh, Wrecker to throw your knife. He throws it. Crosshair shoots the knife while in air, and it goes straight into the the head of the last uh, uh, droid. It was awesome. Yeah, Crosshair. Yeah, there's is some good dialogue deadly, throughout, man. and the the communication throughout the the fight is really good, and some of it's funny, and they do a good job with with all of it here. Well, I and love I that when say, Tech um, is shot and he's laying there, and they're like, "Don't move." He's like, "I'm not moving anywhere anytime soon." Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, and awesome. I really like. I don't know how much time has passed, but every time it, it actually took me, it, it took me a little out of the episode about an hour and a half. And not, yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> um, it took me out of the episode a little bit, but not not in a really bad way. Um, it was a good way. I was just kind of confused. Echo is fully integrated into the squad. Oh yeah, um, I wondered that too. because when I, yeah, when I started this, I was thinking, oh, he's, he's the new guy. Yeah, he's the new guy, but he's, he's fully FMG. integrated. So. <clears throat> Um, and it's it's very clear that that's happening, but it, it took me both watches to be like, he's just part of the squad. He's yeah, just he's, he's just one of the guys now. now. So um, our next scene is Tarkin walking along uh, through Camino, looking at the baby clones still in their pods, and uh, the lady you mentioned medically defi- uh, medically defective. Yeah, Remember well, that? she wants to know uh, what what a, well Tarkin wants to know what about ninety nine, and she gives something that is a really sweet little like hint. Um, he sa- he asks how many of them are defective, and she says five are all that five remain. Five remain. Yeah, and unless you're really 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 good at your Scooby Doo, you there's wait a minute the Bad Batch is made up of five people, but only four of them are defective. Because Echo dun, dun, dun. was not defective. So, dun, dun, dun! So, who's number five? And uh, while they're talking, speak of the devil, Omega's standing there. Yeah, dun, dun, dun. And Tarkin wants to know, about the 99, about the defectives, do they execute 66? And uh, is told, well, only, uh, only Crosshair seemed to execute it. Because he says that the general was killed, meaning, uh, what's her name? Um, her name Baba, is Balaba. Who? Balaba. Balaba. Depa Balaba yep. is killed, but he says that the Padawan escaped according to a report we got from the squad. Meaning he Crosshair said, yeah, sold one of their them. own. Yeah, Crosshair sold them out. And he we said don't know that. that. Uh, yeah. Um, we don't know it's Crosshair. <clears throat> what? Well, we don't know it's crosshair. Said there were conflicting reports. Of course, we know it's crosshair. No, no. He said he said one of he said one of their own filed a report is what he said. And did you have the, any that doubt that who line. that was? No, of course I not. Do. I'm just arguing exactly. with you for the sake of arguing. So um, then we go back to the barracks, and they're they're um, angry over the use of live rounds as they should be. I I have that too, which was cool. Yeah, I actually and, wrote live fire this time. <laughs> yeah, and and Tarkin shows up and he says, "Well, the Empire is unorthodox." But so is the squad. And he calls them five enhanced clones. Uh-huh. And then he says, we have a mission for you. We want you to neutralize uh, some separatist insurgents. Separatist, yeah, he says insurgents, and he says separatist forces. Says yeah. Insurgents. So, um, 
basically that takes us to the next uh, chapter in the in this uh, episode where they're loading up their gear. Hunters like uh, and tech are talking about how they're operating under limited intel. Uh, tech for the first time can't really access records, so you definitely see the Empire's hands over all this. But Wrecker's totally excited because they've got lots and lots of weapons. And Omega comes out there while they're loading the ship and says, "Don't trust Tarkin." It's and she's like, "Take me with you." And they're like, "No, no, no. We're going into battle. It's dangerous, kid. You got to stay here." And she says, "It's dangerous here too." And then it seems like she's she's about to tell him something, and she finally says, "Never mind." What do you think she was about yep. to tell him? She's about to say that a file was was uh, yep. one of their own file to report. Yep. That's what I wrote down, too. I think she was about to say, look, man, one of your guys sold you out. Uh, which would have been good to know, but she didn't say it. Although, honestly, I don't think that would have changed how uh, Hunter and the rest of them treat Crosshair. Because he's still their brother, even though they're disagreeing. But, I don't know, as an audience member, I was like, just say it. <laughs> uh, you know, kind of like yeah, I yeah. am with Papa <laughs> like, Bear. Papa Bear, just say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you want me to say something? Say something. You were talking about the armory and how they were all like, he cried when he saw the new weapons. <laughs> and then then he goes, you cried too. You cried too. <laughs> I love that. So that, they still that, have that bonding. <laughs> they do. Crosshair is a part of their family. I'm glad you brought that up. Because if you go back to the episodes, remember it was Rector and Crosshair who were doing the Legolas Gimli thing with the body counts. Um, so he is one of the yeah. brothers. This is if you if you didn't watch the last season of uh, Clone Wars, you just watched this. You're like, well, Crosshair's a jerk. Yeah, he is, but because he is operating under the inhibitor chip, he was awesome before. I mean, he was always kind of a moody guy, but this yep. is totally a product of the inhibitor chip. Can um, I, can I talk about that... this? What? Like yes. the sniper. Sniper. You would want your sniper to follow orders, so I could understand that he gets a different inhibitor chip, like a a, a hardier one. Yeah, you know, because they because do typically operate want... independently. You're right; that's a good point. And you want them to follow their orders. Yeah, so that's I mean, a great I can understand point. how that would be a built-in failsafe into a sniper role. I like that. Yeah, that makes sense because yeah, yeah as far as military goes, they yeah they are somewhat independent so yeah that would be much more important with crosshair so yeah, they've been sent to the planet this, um the planet I, and it'll, it'll come up in my speculation sabers. later on because um but I, I do have it written in here i i do actually kind of hope we get to see a redemption for crosshair at oh some absolutely point. uh yeah um and and we might not we, we might, might not, not ever get that he he may end up being the bad guy that, well, that you see go the bad way but well i mean he you know they might kill him anything. off at some point but i do kind of because because the empire's done this but we know that the empire has a tendency to ruin people's lives and they never get better um yeah so i don't know what's going to happen here it's i mean scary. you remember what happened to the baru yeah anyway uh so they're so, off to the planet onderon yeah times change Targets change. Anyway. Targets change, times change. And they land this their was... two clicks out, which I thought was way too close, because if you're bringing an air asset like a Lambda-class shuttle and you're only two yeah. clicks away, 
Uh, you've alerted everybody. They should have well, been they, at least they pointing things out. Yeah, um, they did know. And but, anyway, what? So they right away see children in this camp, and they start yeah. to talk about that. Twenty-five. Crosshair, signatures. meanwhile, has targeted an old woman. Yeah, he has. And there, I've got a lot of things. I've got a lot of issues with this. So he's got his his sniper rifle targeted on an old woman, They're and he says it's time for us him. to get started. Right? Like he's like, it's time for us to start killing Boosh. these people. And I have two big issues. One, um, of course, that he's yeah. targeting a little old lady. Um, well, yeah, who's the best sitting there. <laughs> a little two, old insurgent, you look, mean? But, but even if he's going, like, even if he was going to follow <laughs> orders and take them all out, yeah. do you think that's going to be the first target? Uh, no, I'm I don't call that a, uh, <laughs> uh, an, an H priority target. This is yeah. not a high value target, no. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like it was. That he's part was not weird, but... thinking clearly, dude. His inhibitor right. no, chip is is he's totally not. taken he's in over. Rough, he's in rough state. Yeah. He's killing. It's just kill the enemy. That's all he's got. Yep. Um, so Tech points out we got 25 heat signatures. Hunter's like they're not droids, and Wrecker's genuinely confused by this. What do you mean they're not droids? And then Crosshair's like, remember they're insurgents. And Hunter's yep. like, yeah, but there's children. There's something's not right. Uh, and he tells him to stand down. Now, this is fascinating because Hunter's super ability is that he's hyper aware of his surroundings and what's happening around him. And they get surrounded by, uh, by these rebel troops. Do you, what do you all think about that? Because I got a yeah, thought Yeah, he says that. it. He says it. He says we're not alone. Yeah. He allowed this to happen. He Absolutely. clearly knew they were moving into position. And he not only says, uh, we're not alone, he then says, trust me. He, so clearly Hunter allowed these insurgents to surround him and basically, you know, gave them up. So Which brings up your Hunter's question awesome. about how close they landed, too. Yeah, that's how a How early great on point. did he know? Hunter, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe mm-hmm. from the, right from the get-go. That's a great point. So who's in charge of these insurgents? Have we seen this guy before? Yeah. His yeah, name is, is Hammer Gutama. His name is Hammer Gutama. Ham, MC Hammer. Where did Gutama come sure. from? All right, so this know. is Saw Gerrera. Saw um, Gerrera. I was we, close. We have, a, we have a love-hate relationship with Saw Gerrera. We do um, love to hate Saw Gerrera. <laughs> like, you know, he's just he's not my favorite. I get it. And you're going to have all kinds of, of people and characters and people that go through... Well, it's everything that we're talking about. These but I'll people tell you what, are having man. severe. So, what has Saw um, been in? He's been in Clone Wars. Was he in Rebels? Uh huh. Was yeah. he? Uh-huh. So he was in um, um, not Solo, uh, Rogue One. Rogue One. This dude's been in a lot of uh, Star Wars. Saw Gerrera. This is the best-looking version of him. He's. It is. He's, he's not. Uh, he's not Forrest Severely Whitaker. wounded. No, his no, he's not. He's, I know all that there is to know about the he's crying. Got all the game. original parts, I think. Yeah, he's still. Uh, he's a middle. He's an early middle aged so youngish man at the height of his kind of physical ability. Because when we see him in Clone Wars, he's a young man. He's like a you know just out of his teen years, and when we see him in uh, Rogue One, he's a battered middle aged man. And uh, we actually see his in there. But here, he's kind of physically at the height of his abilities. You know, the other place we see him is in um, the video game Fallen Order. So this is before that. Yep. 
So he, they ask him, you know, the, the hunter <laughs> asks him, who are these people? And he says, they're, well, actually, Tech identifies them as Republic fighters. Yeah. And he says they were trained by Captain Rex and General Skywalker to fight well, that for was, the Republic. That was Saw himself. Saw. No, Tech says this. Tech says that about Saw, though. Not yeah, about the, yeah, yeah, yeah. About Saw. Yeah, not about yeah. the Republic fighters, about Correct. Saw. Yeah. He says he was trained by Captain Rex and General Skywalker to fight for the Republic. So they, they do know who he is. Yep. And, uh, and now he's so, got a bunch of stuff. So, like, why are we here if there are no droids? And and I yeah. love, I do like all the stuff Saw says. It's all his. He's already on his way to being the crazy the wacky that he is in Rogue One. Yeah. yeah. You know, times change. Targets change. Makes you wonder what else they're lying about. Um, yeah, I love that line. He says, "Are you yeah. gonna strike us down like you did the Jedi?" And he says, uh, "Well, they said that they were insurgents." He says, "Well, what else do they lie about?" Yeah, and it, he's he's not wrong. He is crazy, but he's not wrong. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Unjustly appointed himself emperor. That was another good line. Yep. Yep. Um, and he says, "Yeah, he got rid of the uh, Jedi, the only group that could oppose him." Um, yep. Yeah. He saws dead on in all of this. Uh, I and wrote that down too. Palpatine unjustly appointed says, himself emperor, and Texas. Well, Palpatine defended himself, and Saw's response is so good. He said, and I thought you were the smart one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that was... That was which, a great line. Yeah, that was... that was It was perfect. And then Crosshair jumps in. The war is over. Yeah, the war is over. The, the war is over. The Clone War may have ended, but a civil war is about to begin. And like, I just love the uh, lines. That was in a this. great line. Yeah. So yeah. that's it. And then they decide that... Uh, well, Hunt, Hunter lets them go. Yeah, that's what and saying. it's at this moment that he figures out Omega is the sixth because one of them I, was a tech, tech or Tech tells him. Yeah, he says that there's five. Uh, he, said, clones. he said he actually scanned her and found out. <laughs> he specifically and then he found said, out I thought it was obvious, bay. and Wrecker's <laughs> like, obvious to who? Which was a great line too. Um, yeah. So then Hunter realizes which, that when which saying, is almost like it's a tie into us. Like, did you not realize? If you didn't realize by now, we're just yes. going to flat out tell you. Oh, like, it was almost like they were talking point. to the audience. Um, <laughs> had y'all had y'all figured it out by then? <laughs> yes. Papa Bear, did you figure it out by then that Omega was the fifth uh, defective clone? Fifth element. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Papa yep. Bear had figured it out. The I fifth did. is Omega. Hunter says she's one of us. It's We're Omega, not leaving her there. Papa Bear. Mm-hmm. Which, well, and, you know, the letting them go is what Crosser had an issue with, but so then they turn back, right? Now they're coming back, and now everything, oh, that's not the last thing. The last thing is when he blasts the probe droid. Can I talk about this for a minute? Remember when they're creeping up? Remember when they're creeping up? And they said something's blocking my scans. I bet you yeah. it was that probe droid. Yeah. Oh, that's a great point. You know, point. because the probe droid doesn't want to be picked up on the scans. That's a great point. I didn't think about that. Mm. Nice. Yeah, so nice. we got one of those Imperial probe droids uh, tracking them. And yeah, tech does say something's um, blocking the scans. And we find yep. out oh, there's an Imperial probe droid there. So, dun dun dun. Yeah. All right. So, but bottom line is Hunter lets these guys go. 
He uh, Crosshair's all upset about it, but Hunter's like, nah, something's not right here. And he figures out, we gotta go back to Camino and we gotta get Omega. Because she's one of us. She's a 99. Yep. I love that. Yeah. And then we jump um, We jump straight to her before we actually change their scene. We jump to her. We do. And she's now in the barracks and she's looking around. With her and it's at this point you buddy. realize that that like you kind of hint on that she knows that she's one of them yeah um you know because she's always like she keeps trying to be around them but it also makes you wonder the fact that she's never been around them before how old is she and we'll get to that question so when we say she's a defective droid what do you think that or clone what do you think that means like what is it about her that's defective um, uh, One obvious got... thing is she's the only female clone we see, but that's not a de- defect. Right, I think the Kamino ones did that on purpose. They um, created a female clone of Django Fett. But what okay, are her jump... defects, if we want to call it that? Um, Do we want to talk so about that now or wait? I've got speculations at the end. Okay, let's 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 wait then. Because okay, Omega's yeah, we'll fascinating to me. That's pretty much what... The only other speculation that I wanted to talk about was uh, wanting to see Crosshair's Redemption. So I, we've already covered that. So all I've got is her to talk okay. about at the very end. All right, so yeah, she's in the barracks. And you see her kind of rooting through their stuff and just kind of getting to know them. Yeah, she, wants she finds to be a, a data pad with the pictures on it. She's um, fascinated. And then this is where we actually get... So now we have the... Uh, the no response on comms as they're coming back. Yeah. Right now they're not answering. So first, which again, <laughs> this was kind of a strange setup. It seemed oh. off and unnecessary. Like they're coming back willingly. Well, the if the guy had calmed in and said, you know, what's your clearance code and go land here. What's your clearance? And then clearance they landed clearance? there. And then they jumped them instead of like hiding behind boxes and jumping them. Yeah. I don't know. It was a weird setup. I didn't. Yeah. But anyway, so they set him up, they lock him up. Um, this is where right away Crosshair starts arguing, and he's, this is where he says, this is where he specifically says to him, good soldiers follow orders. That's yeah, when he, he actually does. utters the line to the others, um, and right to Hunter, and then goes and, and freaks out. And this is one of the coolest scenes with Omega, and this is what really makes me wonder what you're talking about, and we'll get to that, like I said, when she walks up to him. And she says, I know what you're going to do, but please don't. Yep. And he says, what do you know? You remember what she said to him? Um, she said, I wrote it down. Um, you can't help it. She said, I know it's not your fault. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they end up on Camino. They end up... You kind of skip something significant. When the uh, Coruscant guard comes to pack up the gear... Of the uh, oh yeah I yeah they show that. up at at the at the Bad Batch's quarters to specifically collect all their gear and she's there with her medical droid and the droid touches one of the guards and he yells don't touch me droid and shoots him yeah it, that's that's wild man so yeah um so yeah they they come off their shirt um their shirt their their ship. Too many lightsabers. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like you said, they end up in prison, and she says to uh, Crosshair, don't. And he's like, what do you mean? Well, just don't, and you can't. We find out Crosshair's actual designation is CT-9904. Yep. 
And they take him to the med bay, and what do they do to him? Oh, that makes sense. Well, that's interesting. Um, they enhance Crosshair's chip. Yeah, so his little uh, Order 99. Well, it's not, too many lightsabers, Papa Bear. Oh, well, yeah, before that, they, 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 is, see, they say his chip is still working. Yeah. And then they the amp it up. His what? is the only one. Yeah, amp it up. So they increase his devotion to good soldiers follow orders. Um, yeah. Yeah. But now um, we're back in the jail cell, and Tech is trying to figure out a way to get out, and he realizes this was never built to be a prison anyway. Yeah, these walls can't... These, these walls are not designed for someone like you. Wrecker. Wrecker. Right? And Wrecker's so like, I can punch the walls. And so he does, which is awesome. And yeah. uh, she goes climbing out, and then the guy, the guards hear something and come over. And I love, this is one of those humor scenes where they come over, mm-hmm. and they're like, what was that noise? Wrecker? Yeah. yeah oh, yes. He, he says the <laughs> first <laughs> thing out of his, in his he mind. He says exactly what Tech had said to him five minutes <laughs> earlier. <laughs> these were, prisons weren't designed these, for said, someone not these, my physical ability. He said, he said, these floors don't hold me so well on account of them not being designed for individuals such as myself. Yeah. And, and, and you get Hunter and Tech head. are just like, oh my gosh. Oh my yeah, like, oh, man. I love it. I loved it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, well, what's behind you? Why don't you come in and find out? See, now, I Omega, could do D. Bradley Baker's job you, for you him. You could. Good job. Keep keep doing that. And I'll I could do it for you. Be your I could do it too. So could Papa Bear. That was something. good. Thank you. That's right. Maybe yes. you and I should talk together like clone troopers. Yes, and Tim can fill in the rest. That's right. Yeah. All right, keep Tim, on what doing that. I'm going to be like the uh, uh, like Omega up top, who's smart enough to somehow realize that if she just punches down hard enough on something, yeah, that the whole structure will come down on top of these three. They give her a number here, and I wonder if it's significant. They say, "Well, we we did a scan, and zero two one nine is still in the prison uh, bay." I don't know that that number ever comes up, uh, up again, but she's not ninety nine; she's zero two one nine. No, no, no. But that wasn't that wasn't her clone trooper designation. That was her prisoner number. Well, either way, she but they bangs did refer the to and falls down. To, to be fair, though, they did refer to him, but she's not. No, no, no she doesn't have a clone trooper designation with the ninety nine because she's not a clone. That's as far right, as they Papa know, Bear, she's not got one. She doesn't have one. That's right. Yeah. It's because it's not designed to maintain it. We never really followed orders to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Um, Tim. So they finish their escape. Yeah, they finish their escape. This is what happens when we go two hours into a podcast. Well, that's, we're, we're nearing the end here. We finished their escape, and they get out to the hangar, and Crosshair is there. Hangar? Um, We barely know her. Let's move as good past that as we can. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they get out to the, the hangar, and what happens? Who's well, leading? Have... First of all, did you notice what it was that Wrecker was upset that he couldn't find? Yes. The two, the what two. was it? His Lula. Which is what? Funny. It's a loath. I thought it was a loath cat. It's, it's 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 like a loath cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a stuffed loath cat. I thought that was yeah. kind of a cool little throwback to yep. like everything else Star Wars lately. Even Mandalorian has loath cats in it. Yeah, 
So ever since Rebels, have y'all seen yeah. Rebels? Rebels is awesome. Lo- Rebels. Both cats are a plague. On the yeah, galaxy. apparently they are. Everything um, in Star Wars has loath cats. They travel Wrecker. with the Dren gear. Uh, don't, don't, no, yeah. don't do that. Okay, don't do, we don't get do back on, on topic. All right, so. <laughs> Who's leading the patrol to try to capture the I bad guys? Crosshair fights. Find them on their there. escape, and there's a yeah. there's a standoff there. Um, yeah, there is. And I really like the uh, seal the bay doors. And he said, "I can't. Someone's overriding it." Yeah, um, and it's one of the Kaminians. Cam- it's Nala Say. Yeah, Nala Say. It's Nala Say. Um, and I really think that. So I thought about this for a while, and I think that Nala Say does it because your uncle she's trying to save omega because omega's involved now oh, good point. and it's the only way for omega to get out of there i don't That's think it has to do with the rest of them i think it has talk. to do specifically with saving omega and that's why she did it um then omega saves the day in an awesome way she fires a blaster we yeah. find out for the first time ever shoots the gun out of crosshair's hands yeah now, People have had a lot of criticism about police and soldiers and stuff like, why don't you just shoot the gun out of their hands? That is really an almost impossible shot to make, especially while under duress and being shot at. And she does it, and then she says, it's the first time I've ever fired a blaster. Yep. Which tells us that her special ability is being a soldier, basically. Um, or well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's she's amazing. Like she's she's gonna be, yeah. I, yeah. I have her written. I, I, I well, we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, so now we we they escape and we jump over to the prime minister. Um, is it Lama Su? Uh, it's uh, Winston Churchill. Okay, so Lama Su and Nalase are talking, and they <laughs> say he says like we don't really know what the empire's intentions are yet, so let's not tell Papa them much. Bear. But I really don't think that the prime minister knows that she stopped the bay door. No, I think that was independent. Um, I think you're right. Which was which was kind of cool, and uh, and like I said, I think that she did it to save Omega. So yep. to wrap this thing up, we get out into the ship, and first she says, "Hey, is this what you were looking for?" And she brings. Uh, oh, he says, "You found my Lula." Yeah. And then she says, "Well, can we find some friends of yours?" And they're like, "Well, we don't have many of those." And they say, yep. plot a course for J-19. What is that? No idea. I um, don't know either, match, and I was all like, it does what match, is that? It does match the last two numbers on her prisoner tag. Um, Ooh. Yeah, two. But I don't one, know if that's... Zero, two, one, nine, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he says, strap in, kid. You're not going to want to miss this view. And I'll tell you right now... Yeah. I have um, a I have a very young child. Right I have three now. children. One of them is very young. And the first time I actually right sit now. down with my youngest to actually watch A New Hope, that's what I'm going to say to him. Strap in, kid. You're not going to want to miss this view. Nice. It's going to be awesome. Nice. Um, all right. And that was the episode. Awesome. They go into hyperspace. They're off. We're going to see what happens in dun, only dun, three dun. days until the next one. So speculations. You want to know what I think Omega is, yeah? Yeah. I think Omega is a, and this is how I wrote it in all caps, super, and then back to regular uh, regular letters. I wrote, she's a super, super soldier, um, or will be Here's as the she question. Grows. Does she age regularly, or does she age like Boba Fett? I mean, That's well, my second one. Does she age how twice she speed age? like clones, or does she age like a normal person? Or is it faster, or is it slower, or do they speed mm. it up and then slow it I down? I think does she's she a female Boba fixed? Fett. Um, I it'd think be, she's got it would be interesting. 
That would also be interesting. No, I don't think she has force abilities, but I, I think, think she is the How female. Else could she shoot it, shoot a blaster and hit the, the gun out of the hand first drop. She's just never touching. Dude, she's a and... super soldier. <clears throat> I don't think that. I she think... is a clone oh. of Jango Fett, but female. She's Boba Fett, but female. Well, yeah, but I think she has force abilities too. Jango Fett ain't got no force abilities. Um. I think that we have now put Dave Filoni has added to the Star Wars universe a female Boba Fett. I think she ages normally. That's why she's still a kid, despite the fact that uh, the Bad Batch themselves are grown up. And she's apparently part of that batch. Uh, Yeah? No? Am I crazy? Um, she's aging like a normal human like Boba Fett does she's Uh a female Boba Fett dude she oh my gosh so much potential for this character she's not going to turn into Boba Fett's sidekick years down the road right no she is Boba Fett's sidekick years down the road she ain't no sidekick Boba Fett's sidekick years down the road is is younger than him significantly yeah yeah no no she ain't no sidekick she is the Omega she's the end she is she's going to be the last of the well, clones still standing. As a matter well, of fact, so I, would I think love... that her name is not a foreshadowing of that type. I was I thinking do. her name was a we have finally found the way to make the super soldier and that's why she got the name. That's where I thought it. So I like but that, but I like mine better. She's the end of the clones. <sighs> And I don't mean like she destroys them, but I mean by the time the other clones have aged out, and even Boba Fett himself, who is not prone to advanced aging, but at the end of all of it, there will be Omega. Uh, Meaning, I would love to see her show up as a character in Book of Boba Fett. She is his long-lost sister, and in a lot of ways, I think she's going to be more powerful and, and better because she's going to spend her formative years with a group we call the Bad Batch. Yep. Lightsaber. It's be awesome. That was my uncle's lightsaber. Hmm. Ha, that's, that's your uncle talking. You know what, Papa Bear? I thought about you a lot today. And not yeah. my normal way, because I think about you a lot every day. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, um... <sighs> Every time Cross... Actually, it was Tech who said this. Uh, you, you always like to say to me, that's your uncle talking. Do you, know what, do you know what Tech like to say? That's your programming talking. That's your programming yep. talking. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's your that's uncle's your, programming talking. That's your programming talking to you. So, yeah. The, uh, okay, so this episode, amazing. I love it. I want more of it. I can't wait till Friday. The the open-ended things that I'm looking forward to is who is Omega going to evolve to be? Um, what are they going to do with Crosshair? Is he going to have a uh, redemption story arc? I think he will. I hope he will. Because, well, either way, he's a great bad guy. Um, Tarkin is a great character to all this. The end of the clones has to happen. We know it does. We know that they're replaced by Stormtroopers pretty yep. quickly. Um, so we know Tarkin's going to get what he wants and into Kamino. We also know because of this, the, the TV show, The Clone Wars, and things they said in this episode, that com- the clones are very emotionally attached to Kamino. 
So, dun dun dun. We got ourselves a, a pretty big uh, little nexus happening here where Camino's got to be destroyed because it does not show up after, uh, well, Revenge of the Sith. So, what are we going to do, kids? Uh, there's got to be no more clones. <clears throat> yep. There's got to be no more Camino. But and there has be... to be Omega. Yeah, it's gonna Which, be it's gonna be interesting. I'm excited. We're gonna find out. We're gonna see. I love it. Um, but before that, if you just can't wait, I can't for wait. Star Wars content. If wait. you are so excited about your Star Wars content, what happens tomorrow? Um, tomorrow, Wednesday, May the fifth, we will be recording about eleven issues of Darth Vader. Um, and when I say we're what? recording about eleven issues, There's we no are. Way we can do that in one podcast. Um. Yeah, we're gonna. So we're gonna summarize the story arc from one through five. Um, issues 1 through 5, and then summarize the story arc from issues 6 through 11 with a slightly deeper dive into issue 11, because that's actually the book that came out last week. Um, but after that, we'll we'll not have all these like crazy long deep dives, because at this point, um, this will be the last one where we need to play that kind of catch-up, because it's our first Darth Vader podcast, and every other book currently out we've podcasted about so we'll be in good shape but tomorrow is darth vader talk on force lore comics here at our certain point of view and uh yeah yeah that's what's, that's what's coming and then of course we'll be here uh we'll be here friday night to talk about bad batch episode two the after aftermath the after aftermath nice so that's coming friday all right uh Ooh. anybody got anything they want to say before we May the 4th be with you. It is May the 4th. Papa Bear, we didn't talk to you because you showed up late. Did you enjoy your uh, Star Wars day? I had an excellent Star Wars day. It was uh, a lot of Star Wars out there. There's, uh, did you see the biomes? Yeah. Yes, oh. we talked about this quite a bit, actually. And they had like a Millennium Falcon fly-through? I don't know if that's Yeah, we did the, while, the vehicle walk-through with the Millennium Falcon yeah. and the uh, First Order Star Destroyer. We talked about it. You should listen to the podcast. We talked about all this. When? Uh, before you got on board. Was I not on the last podcast? I can't remember. You were No, gone. it was this no, podcast, this was but in the first podcast. hour and a half. Oh, okay. So how many hours are you up to now? Four and a half? <laughs> we are now six hours deep. Yeah, something like that. Into a twelve-hour marathon. Yeah, so we should just podcast until the next episode. Just keep it going. But hey, twenty-four hours, and for every hour you listen, we will contribute a dollar fifty to some charity. We need some Patreon-level uh, sponsorship for this. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we're looking at so. you like Red Bull, Five Hour Energy, and all those people. I think I'm ready to hang up. I think you're <laughs> ready to hang up too. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Who are the you? The Bad Batch rules. Yeah. Who are you? Do you Rekka. know? You, no, you're not. I'm Jim. I'm Tim. And, and I'm this is Papa Bear. If, yeah. And this, I wasn't, and this wasn't, here at, wasn't here at the beginning, but I came at the end. And this it's has right. been our, our certain point, point of view. Of our this. certain point of view. Our certain point of view. Is there a delay? Yes, yes, yes. Goodbye. Remember, <laughs> May the 4th will be with you. Always. And also Always. With you. We have spoken also, a lot. Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. Right, did you push the button? No, I didn't push the button. We're push still the button. recording. <laughs>
Pineapple. Right, good night, everybody. We uh, we appreciate you. We love you. Leave us a five star review because we earned it. I hope so. Should I hit stop now? Yes. Okay. Audio one.